Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Today we're going to share the experience of David Bennett, who was a military man in a research vessel and uh, through a series of events, and uh, you know, I'm not going to go into the details about it uh, because it's not pertinent to, pertinent to our discussion, but he ends up in the ocean and being uh, swept about in the ocean and gets a lungful of, of water and is out. So, uh, so that's where we're going to pick up. If you would like to read the rest of his experience, he actually, it looks like he has a book out Voyage of Purpose. I will put a link to that in the show notes as well as in the bookstore if you would like to read more of his experience. But uh, David says, Slowly I noticed light. It was growing lighter all around me. I couldn't feel my body anymore. I could sense where it was, but I was not in it. I also started to grow warmer and comfortable. I found myself drawing, uh, drawn to a brighter area in the light. I could not help myself. It seemed the natural thing to do, and it felt familiar. A feeling of welcoming and welcome home, as well as an incredible sense of love, came over me. I felt so happy. I felt so comfortable and loved. My physical body was gone. I was becoming light without a form. I didn't judge this. I just accepted my change. It was so natural. Then, within the light, I could sense others with me and coming more coming toward me. I was still moving toward them. Movement toward these others was something that just happened, but I wanted to be with them. I recognized these other beings or persons, and they were the ones welcoming me. They were supporting me and helping me to adjust. More beings came, maybe a dozen in all, and they were all around me. I knew them all, and it felt like a family. Before I could communicate with any of them, I started to get flashes, images of my life. I've learned since that this is called a life review, and it's very hard to explain the relentless intensity of the images. Words cannot do justice to the experience. Not only were they images, but also they were feelings. And not just my feelings. I could sense the feelings of others and how my actions in this life had touched them. I could feel their joy, happiness, heartaches, disappointments, love, all of their emotions. But there were no feelings of judgment. No feelings of me being judged on my actions in that life. It felt as though I was reliving, or sorry, reviewing my life so I might grow and evolve from this life's experience. Then the images and feelings changed. I was being shown images that were not from my life. I became disoriented and confused. I was being shown parts of my life that had not yet happened. The other beings were supporting me, but not in words. They were supporting me with thoughts of love and compassion. They told me very personal things about my life that I do not wish to discuss here. Just then I heard very clearly and distinctly the words, 
This is not your time. You must return. I did not want to return. I pleaded to stay. I was told once again, this is not your time. You have a purpose. Suddenly I understood that I had to return to my body and continue to live my life. Being in God's light made it even harder to return back to this life. I did not want to return. This was more painful than the act of drowning. The group of beings that were with me, I've come to call my soul group. My soul group helped me return to my body. I was already longing to stay there. Returning was the hardest thing I've ever been asked to do. I became aware of my body, lifeless and suspended in the water, still being tumbled and blasted by the sand and water. Sailors will take the end of the rope and weave the ends back into the rope. They call this the bitter end. Well, the bitter end of the rope had wrapped itself around my arm and was beating my chest. The other end of this rope was attached to the zodiac. When the next set of waves hit, the rope dislocated my shoulder and thumb and pulled me to the surface. Three of the air-filled compartments were deflated, but one compartment still had air in it. My body was tangled up in the rope and the pontoon with the air in it. The waves hit me so hard it pushed some of the water from my lungs. I breathed in my first breath and my spirit was slammed back into my body. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Very interesting. There's one thing in here that I find particularly interesting, and that is that the coming back, or the need to come back, the decision to come back, was more painful than the actual drowning. Now, for the sake of those who fear the pain of death, which I can imagine drowning being a, a very bitter, painful experience, just knowing that the thought of coming back is more painful than the physical pain of death itself. That just, that's just interesting to me because it, it tells me how intense the, uh, the love and joy on the other side is, as well as shows that, you know, the, the physical pain that comes with death is not something to really fear even. Okay, it's something to avoid, of course, avoid death, because like this person and so many others before them are told, you have a purpose, you need to finish that purpose. And as many who try taking their own life find out, that does not answer the purpose. And, uh, and so it's more difficult for those on the other side who have committed suicide if only because they didn't get to fulfill the purpose to which they came. Every one of them is told suicide is not the answer, nor is it a legitimate way to return. And now, now there is a place for them. There's no question. There is joy. There is love. There are loved ones awaiting. And so it's not like they're doomed to this hellish experience for eternity. 
uh, from what I read I've, for most of them. But uh, there is much to be said for staying in this life regardless of the pain, regardless of the suffering, regardless of the feelings of complete, I don't care. I don't care. I recognize that that's often the case. I don't care what people think. I don't care what I'm going to go through. I don't care what I'm missing out on. I don't care about any of it. Pushing through that and living out this life anyway allows us to be able to fulfill our life purpose on this earth and it becomes more meaningful as time goes by. And yes, those people might not care in the moment, but you must hold out because you have a purpose. The And I mean, we're hearing this from those who return, so it's not like everybody who dies is going to experience this aspect of it. But the most common message that is told to those who who go early, whether by accident or otherwise, they get there and they're told, it's not your time yet. And then they're sent to return. And that's when the physical pain starts, when they return. But uh, that seems to be a recurring theme over and over and over and over. It's not your time. You can't go on. Now, many people get a grand tour of the universe and a really extensive experience that in their minds feels like it's lasting months or years, but uh, but whether it's months, years, or minutes that it seems to be passing, they're told you need to return. You have purpose to your life. You need to finish your, your life's mission. And all of us have that life mission. If you are still alive, you have mission to fulfill. It's probably going to feel uh, uh, confusing and mixed up and and uh, you know pointless sometimes in this life while you're experiencing it. But that life purpose is so important that it's worth all the uh, years of suffering and boredom and 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 pain and whatever else you may be experiencing, depression, whatever, in order to get to that purpose. And my guess is you're actually living it now. And my understanding is you can fulfill it kicking and screaming, or you can fulfill it with grace and joy, with with feelings of, of fulfillment and and so forth, just by giving in to it, by praying and asking God to help you through it. Because he is willing and wants to do that. But if you're kicking and screaming the whole time, there's not a lot you can do. So don't be kicking your, and screaming your way through life. Just take a deep breath, metaphorically speaking, and say, it's okay. It's not going to be easy, maybe, but I am willing to do it. Whatever it is, I'm willing to do it. And tell God that. Tell him that you're willing and ready to do what he needs you to do. Chances are, for most of you, there will not be an immediate answer to what you need to do. So you'll just go on through life being quietly, silently guided, even without even knowing it. But just follow what you feel like you should be doing. Follow what you feel is right, because God is guiding you if you are seeking his guidance genuinely.
So, if you would like to contact the podcast, either to share your experience or to uh, ask a question or make a comment, you can do so by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDE-CAST. If you would like to support the podcast, you can become a patron on patreon.com slash NDEcast, and you will be given access to the weekly episodes. We now have two up, so there's more to be to come uh, for those who are contributing. Also, you can support the podcast by purchasing my book, Life in the Spirit World. And with that, thank you again, all of you, so much for listening. Thank you.